0: Welcome to Pass the Blue Milk, the podcast where we take a deep dive into the canon Star Wars comic books. I'm Jessica.
1: And I am Chris. And today's episode, our first episode ever, welcome to everyone. We are taking a look at Age of the Republic, qui gone number one, from 2018.
0: I guess before we go any further, I should mention that we're following the list from comicbookreadingorders.com. Yes,
1: yes. Excellent list.
0: And we're also skipping the High Republic comics at this point because they're ongoing. Correct. So, back to you, Chris. <laughs> back to me.
1: <laughs> and in sports. No. <laughs> All right. Now, this uh, this was written by Miss Jody Hauser, who has a uh, not a very long list of uh, credentials. Um, But however, she has written some uh, Many interesting comics And ones that are coming up And most of them are extremely good that I've read Uh, She wrote the miniseries Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy From DC Hmm. She also wrote uh, Supergirl Some of Supergirl before it got cancelled in 2020, 2021 I believe Okay um she's writing the upcoming which i'm looking forward to miss marvel and wolverine miniseries matchup from marvel comics
0: miss marvel and wolverine miss
1: marvel and wolverine yes i've
0: not heard of that that's an interesting yes, matchup
1: it is. <laughs> i think it comes out uh what what is today yes uh, august 9th tuesday august 9th and as of this recording this comic has not been released yet okay Um, I believe it comes out either tomorrow or next Wednesday. Uh, She also wrote uh, a couple, a miniseries for Black Widow, and she is an Eisner-nominated writer for her book, Faith. Um, Okay, yeah. That was, uh, I believe it was from Dark Horse Comics. I'll have to get back to you on that. But anyways, or Valiant. And uh, she was nominated nominated for an Eisner Award for this.
0: Which, that's an awesome book, because it's a plus size. Yes. Yes. Main was. character, which is nice to see.
1: Yes, they don't have the 24 abs like a lot of characters. 24 seasons. abs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if those of you who are listening, and um, I'm sure most of you listening are familiar with what the Eisners are, but some people may not be. So I'll go and explain. In a nutshell, the Eisner Awards is basically the Emmys for comic books. Mm. It's um, They nominate for Best Artist, Best New Artist, Best New Series. Um, they even have uh, one for best uh, comic book shop of the year. Oh, sweet! Uh, yeah. So who knows?
0: Maybe we'll get one of those.
1: Maybe we will. <laughs> so it was uh, written. Um, it was written by Jody Hauser, but it was inked and in artist by two people. The first one was Wilton Santos, who pen- penciled uh, Doctor Afra from Marvel Excalibur. Oh, also so from- we'll be
0: reading those. Yes, yes <laughs> we will. So
1: we'll see him again. Yeah. Um, and also Maestro. Maestro is the uh, like the incredible Hulk of the future.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Um, and the other artist on this was a guy by the name of Corey Smith, who most people have never heard of, and it's unfortunate because I think that Corey Smith is one of the most underrated and better artists out there that's still producing stuff. Uh, he's currently writing Immortal Hulk, which is excellent ghost writer who I haven't had a chance to read, but I've heard nothing but good things. Okay. Um, Captain Marvel, and uh, a couple other ones that are not very well known. Uh, one's called the Avengers, you may or may not have heard of that comic book, and uh, little known Avengers, a little known guy, and a guy that's very, very obscure that most people have no idea who it is. A guy by the comic book by the name of Amazing Spider Man. I was
0: gonna, I knew, <laughs> I knew Spider Man was coming. <laughs> yeah, have you heard of him? Uh, maybe once or twice, know, yeah.
1: I think, got, I, I think
0: he might be my favorite.
1: Yeah? Yeah. I think he's got a couple couple movies out. Yeah. Learn, D- movies, learn, books, learn,
0: all kinds of stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> merchandise.
1: Merchandise, yeah, a little little bit of it. Uh, I can either Did he do
0: it. like the color of this comic book? Bu- because I this this particular comic book, Qui-Gon number one, is very colorful. It is. It, it it's beautiful. It,
1: it is very colorful. Um it was it was colored by a gentleman by the name of it's is it i don't know if it's java or yava. It's oh, okay. Java it's okay. j-a-v-a tartaglia so it's either java or y- yava tartaglia okay um if somebody wants to write in or whatever send an email tell me what the pronunciation is i would appreciate that i mean no offense um but yes I, that's one thing that struck me was the coloring of it except in the especially like in a couple of the uh panels of uh like the coruscant with the sun coming over the, the
0: coruscant and then when he um I guess it's an unnamed planet. We're getting head spoilers, but um, <laughs> when he goes to that planet, that's very colorful, and then it has a little darkness in yes, it. It's, uh, yes, it's so yes. I don't think it has a name. I don't think it was named. I don't th- it wasn't named. Yeah,
1: but yeah, it was extremely colorful, and it, the, the coloring on that was a, was extremely good.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, getting it is. That, are those all the facts you have for us?
1: That's all the facts I have for now. I like that. Though. I'll probably make up something on the way out. Make up something. Yeah. Make you go. up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes, I'll go with the alternative fact. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, I don't think that's a fact. <laughs> it is, because when I say it is. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. So, are we ready to jump in? Yeah. Okay. Point. So, this book starts off on the planet. We don't really know the pronunciation of this. Bryn.
1: It's b B-R-Y, r i apostrophe B-R-Y. B-R-I apostrophe N. Yes. So Bryn. Yeah. Bryn.
0: But it's a forest planet. That's inhabited by a horned humanoid species. Correct. And this is where we are introduced to Qui Gon. I, I will say, going into this book, before we really get into it, I kind of expected it to be a further prequel to episode one, right. you know? Because we don't really know a lot about yeah. Qui Gon. You know, he's there.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there's not a lot that we know about him before episode one. So I guess going into this book, I I don't know about you, but I expected us to be further before episode one. Right. But when we start this, we're basically right before.
1: Yeah, I would say within a within a past year, maybe two. Yeah. Uh, of, of the of episode one.
0: I mean, I guess I could look. It would probably tell me exactly. Yeah. probably It's when. That's fine. It's it's. But this planet that they start out on, it this is the only appearance of this planet. Correct. Um, I looked that up on Wikipedia. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yes, yeah, so we see Qui Gon is on the planet, mm-hmm. and he is helping Mistress Thayer. She's the priestess of Wood. Um, he's helping her defend her planet against. I think they call it the Clan, the Metal Clan. Metal Clan, yeah. yeah. And then we have Obi Wan is in the ship.
1: Correct. Right. So That's we're basically
0: Obi-Wan. coming in at like the height of this battle.
1: Yes. Negotiations didn't work out. At <laughs> yes.
0: <this planet> yes. <laughs> um. What do they call it? Aggressive, aggressive nego- negotiation. Yeah, yes. aggressive negotiations. So they aren't working, and Qui Gon's like, "Get us out of here!" Right. And so Obi Wan comes to get them, but that priestess.
1: Well, he, cho- he, you know, she she didn't like the fact that he chose to retreat. Right. Um, I guess that she wanted him to just go and and basically kick ass and take names and kill everybody. Yeah. Uh, which is not the Jedi way. And he mentioned the fact that uh, when, a little bit later. When, well, I'll tell you what. I'll stop here. You keep going, yeah. And then I'll tell you what I was getting <laughs>
0: So basically, at this point, so Obi Wan comes with the ship. He rescues uh, Qui Gon Mistress there from the battle. She's upset, like you said. Yeah, he she expected more, um, because. She mentions, once they get up into the ship, I thought Jedi were great warriors. Right. And I think you had a little bit to expand on that. Yes,
1: as they go on, she thought they were great warriors, and she accused him of cowardice. After that, they go to Coruscant, and he's talking. um, Yoda, Master Yoda comes to him and says, you know, I I sense um, troubled feelings in you. And Qui-Gon basically says that it was troubling him the fact that she called him a coward and accused him of cowardice and that did not bother him but what did bother him is when she said that she expected them to be great warriors and wanted them to kill everybody Mm -hmm. and he's like that's not the jedi way right and uh that's the part that uh really kind of struck me that was a very powerful line exactly um and they go to coruscant and which is as we know is all metal and she is less than impressed
0: yes she's like you just took me from the metal clan that i was fighting and you bring me to this metal planet exactly and that's not her her thing that's not that's, not, <laughs> not, that's not her jam no. yeah she it she basically goes and finds the only mm-hmm. living trees and things on coruscant and it's like well i guess i'll just be here with this living right. thing yes.
1: <laughs> now then now, our organs uh uh, excuse me, our background noise is, is brought to you by our uh, Connie Corso, Mr. Alfred Pennyworth. Yeah. So if you hear any chewing in the background ripping in the background, that's him with his toy. Um, that's the only thing that we could get with a toy we could give him that didn't have too many decibels <laughs> <laughs> to interfere. And he will not leave our feet. No. No, he will not. Um, I was really impressed with the, uh, the artwork, especially the drawing of Master Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, Master Yoda is not an easy character to draw. Right. By any means, uh, with all the details and everything, and it really they really put like a lot of extra effort in into him, and it really it really showed. Yeah, Um, I was very impressed by that. And um, Yoda was pretty much on brand for this comic. Yes, for for everything.
0: He definitely says what you expect him to say.
1: Yes. Oh yeah, for uh,
0: sure. There's no surprises with Yoda. No, no, there's no surprises in this. (laughs) So yeah, so so uh, Qui Gon is on Coruscant. Like you said, he goes to Master Yoda. Yoda's like I feel conflicted. Right. You know, like you mentioned he it wasn't her calling him a coward that bothered him, but her calling him a great warrior. Right. Because he doesn't feel that's what the Jedi should be and even though he was. Huh? Even though he was. Yes. This is I mean, we're going to talk about we might bring in movies, shows, books that we've read. So, <laughs> if you if you do not like spoilers, just turn off the podcast okay because i'm about to mention something else but
1: yeah because we're not we're, we're not going to be reviewing stuff that's like coming out as we, as right as, as we go so i mean this is from 2018 18. yeah so but i
0: mean like i i want to talk about these comic books in the context of what we already know about star wars sure yeah and you know we we've read books we've watched pretty much all the shows that there are to watch as um, i
1: would expect most of the people that have read yes or even are interested in reading it. but
0: what i was going to say is i feel like this theme of um the jedi being conflicted about being called warriors is a theme throughout the prequels it is um i just read the brotherhood book uh with obi-wan and anakin and that comes up several times in that book as well so this is a a recurring theme Mm -hmm. throughout this period of time in star wars
1: yes which which brings up another thing you know the the, the great warriors is, is a common theme a lot of people pick up on it is that the jedi very much kind of lost their way mm-hmm. in the clone wars and it begs to ask the question in my opinion that what would qui-gon what would his opinion how would if he reacted during the clone wars um i don't think that he would have been completely for it no um mace windu and it, actually, after that, Yoda were, were probably the two most militant ones. Um, Mace Windu didn't survive to see the end of uh, going his way. Or maybe he did. We, we, don't have, <laughs> we don't know yet. We'll find out one day. And we'll see that purple a lightsaber. Maybe we'll see that purple lightsaber again one day. Maybe we we'll, won't.
0: Can hope. you... Oh, sorry. I'm going to get off on a tangent there. But can you imagine if it was just like a dark scene and all of a sudden you see this purple lightsaber yeah. coming out? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would uh, be freaking crazy. It would
1: be yes. It would uh, it, yeah. That would that would be fantastic. Um, so
0: I'm gonna bring us back around here. Sure. Yeah. That's you know what we're talking about does go along with this, but at this point, Qui Gon, like we said, he's questioning what the Jedi are doing, and he decides, like most Jedi, to let the Force take him somewhere right. and tell him, you know, what he should know, or you know, kind of guide him. I mean we see this with Luke. We see this with Ray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is just part of the Jedi way. Yeah. Is
1: he basically gets in a ship, he's like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: <laughs> So this is where we were talking about earlier when we were talking about the colorful nature of the yes. illustrations and everything, that he ends up on this planet. It's not named.
1: It's very pretty. It's almost like pastel type. Yeah, it color. looks
0: like underwater. doesn't it like kind of like coral and yeah kind of kind of that kind of plant life but of course you know he's walking along he's it's talking through the thoughts in his head and he looks at how beautiful it is but there's a darkness Mm -hmm. which is what we you know see a lot when the jedi are trying to find their way in this right same kind of instance but it looks like he goes into the darkness he says perhaps this is how i find out what i need to know maybe in this dark place and then there's these creatures coming at him i'm assuming this is all visions
1: yeah i I think it's visions it's um
0: similar to how like luke saw darth vader i think about yeah
1: yeah yeah very similar type um kind of like forced visions if you will yeah exactly kind of like we saw a bit of with uh, ray in the last jedi yep so
0: but then it looks like these visions like he's fighting them He's right. fighting them off, and at some point he looks down, and these visions have turned into. From what I can tell, they're Jedi.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it looks like the uh, Jedi. You see, um, one is uh, one looks like is human. The other one looks like is uh, Z- hmm and the other one is a uh, Twi'lek. Yep, it appears, and I, I'm not sure what the race of that. Le- the, the yeah, I'm not was. sure that one either.
0: But he looks down at his hands. He sees, you know, his lightsaber in his hand. Right. He. Realizes, like, oh my gosh, what have I done? But then, you know, realizes this is not real.
1: Right.
0: And then this is a, this is a, I like this quote here because he, in his mind, he says, just a vision, but what did it? And then he says, the light found its way in. Yes. The light found its way into the darkness. Correct. And that brought balance. Correct. Which is what his major thing is.
1: Yeah, agreed. It's about balance, and I, and I, and I think it goes a lot, lot, a lot deeper into that. We, uh, I'll, I'll hold off on that thought until we okay. get to the end.
0: <laughs> so he says, "Violence sows the seeds of the dark side. Unchecked, the Jedi could become that which we fight against." So he realizes that you know, yes, they're warriors, but they do have to keep that darkness at bay
1: yeah so that
0: they don't become what they're fighting against not
1: to be a little on the nose here but a necessary evil
0: yeah
1: you know that that, that's 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 what i got from that
0: um so then he travels back to coruscant Mm -hmm. and meets back up with the mistress um and he says basically there are people here that can they can be your ally right And help you get your planet back, basically. Right. But she's like, more outsiders to strip our world of everything we value, you mean. Like, Mm. she doesn't want outsiders. She wants to be able to handle this. Right. Without bringing outside forces. But sometimes you do need.
1: You have to, yeah.
0: Allies. You do. Yeah. It This is, I like this line too that he says there are people from a thousand worlds on Coruscant. Worlds that have faced similar struggles. So he's basically telling her like you're not alone. You're right. not alone in this. And this place here has other people who have gone through the same thing who mm-hmm. can help you.
1: Which she agrees. Yeah. Agrees. She agrees to that reluctantly. But she's,
0: I was going to say, she's a little reluctant because it's like very well. You know, you
1: know it's, it's change, you know. Yeah. I mean, just like nobody likes change. People don't like change. And
0: some people, you know, sometimes you don't think that you need help or you feel alone in whatever you're experiencing. And it's hard to imagine that somebody is experiencing the same thing. Yes. But sometimes that's what you need.
1: Exactly. Because I guarantee you there is not a single thought that has gone in anybody's head that has never gone into a person's head before them. Right, it happens. No matter from the, the the happiest to the most dire and desperate thoughts that have crept creeped in people's heads every day, somebody before you has had that thought mm-hmm. at one point or time. Mm-hmm. So you know, we people aren't as unique. I mean, there's nine billion of us on this planet, I think, or something like that. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So well, that's nine billion people having thoughts yeah guarantee there's so many right now that's having the exact same thought that you are
0: yeah and then qui-gon goes back and talks to yoda about like yoda asks answers did you find i did <laughs> quite this is funny too qui-gon says i did and as often is with the force more questions yes you know like so we found some answers but it leads to more questions and it's just a cycle
1: it is but the best answers bring up bit more questions yeah that's that's what learning is all about
0: exactly <laughs> so he you know he tells yoda basically like what is our purpose if not balance that's how that's, the, that's how the book ends yeah and i feel like it leads right into episode one for him for quite yeah,
1: very well good um you know I, I i got a lot of a lot of this uh inner hidden message from the thing um they're at uh the mistress of the woods is yeah. at odds you know she wants basically to save all the trees Yep. Whereas the people that sheer is fighting wants to take all the trees, but you got to find balance. In my opinion, this was a kind of a essay on the destruction that we're doing on our planet as we speak. The Amazon forest is being stripped at a rate that's, you know, it's unsustainable. Um, we're like for natural resources, oil, petroleum, natural gas, um, coal, strip mining, fracking, and everything is completely destroying this planet. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make them evil. And for all those things, for technology to increase those, this is the message I'm getting from this, is that you do need that, but you need to find a balance. Balance, yeah. You know, you, you, you can use all the paper and all the trees that you want, but you, you, you got to re- replace them. Right. So it, it's basically saying that there are many people out there in the world that are in power in this world right now who are so much for, don't care about the planet, the immediate now, they're they're, they're satisfying the id of their personalities and they are have no they really don't care what they're doing to the planet on the other side you have everybody who's like no nukes no nuclear power no this no that no this no that and this one nothing but communes and forests and stuff like that neither one of those are sustainable but if you find a balance between the two you could really really do, do wonderful things but you got to be able to work together mm-hmm. you, you got to be willing to compromise and that's what I, the message that I got from this is what she, what 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 miss miss Houser was trying to say is that you got to find balance that no you don't want a all you don't want this planet earth to be completely metal like Coruscant. but then again it can't be all trees trees <laughs> like brenn was yeah you got to have a balance and it is doable if people are just able and willing to work together right especially the willing part that right. that's the message that i got from this yeah.
0: And how do you feel that this book fits into the rest of Star Wars as you know it?
1: Well, the rest of Star Wars as we know it, um, like like I talked a little bit on before I, I stopped there, Qui-Gon was really one of the last, he was in Idealist. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew the dangers of Jedi becoming basically known as warriors. They're peacekeepers. They were never warriors. When the Clone Wars happened, Yoda lost his way, Mace Windu lost his way, and the other ones lost their way because they got too involved in the politics of the time, which is basically separatists Mm -hmm. versus the Republic. Mm -hmm. They're known became the Empire. Um, I don't think that Qui-Gon would have gone along with the Clone Wars.
0: I agree with you. I, I think reading this and then even thinking of who he was in the phantom menace he was very uh soft-spoken he wanted to negotiate he wanted to talk more than fight yes and i think that when and and i think you see that in the fact that obi-wan was his padawan in how obi-wan thinks of the clone wars and having the title of like general general yeah you know like he didn't like having that title and i and you can tell the, some of that probably comes from being trained by Qui Gon.
1: Right. I, mean, I, I honestly, I, I think I think the the character that Qui Gon has a lot in common with uh, later was Count Dooku because they were both idealist. Now, mm-hmm. um, Count Dooku was corrupted. Yeah. And became Darth Tyrannus. Yes. Complete, yes, Darth <laughs> Tyrannus. And I don't think Qui Gon Jinn would have been able to be corrupted, but I do think that Count Dooku started off as an idealist. Yeah um that was just corrupted because um, they have a lot of similarities in that and it's uh and that one scene that was very powerful scene in the clone wars is when count Dooku is talking to obi-wan who was kidnapped at the time and explained to him and the best lies are the ones that have truth intermingled with yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know there were part a lot of some of the stuff he was saying was true some of it was lies those those are the best yeah um or worse, depending on your point. <laughs> if you're the liar or the liee.
0: Yeah. Lie. <laughs> Is that a word?
1: I doubt it. <laughs> um but I
0: wonder if he would have gone the way of like Ahsoka.
1: It, it's possible.
0: But that you know, something specific happened to Ahsoka as well to make her leave. But I yeah, who knows? Yes.
1: But you know, but Qui Gon was also misinformed because he was convinced that uh Anakin was the yeah. one to bring balance to the force. Yeah. He was convinced of that. And you can't really blame him because all the evidence was pointed to that yeah. at the time. Um, I think he just wanted it too much. And therefore, he passed it on to Anakin, who, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Obi-Wan, who uh, failed to see, you know, what was happening.
0: Yeah, he's like, Obi-Wan, you have to trade yeah. him. He's the chosen one, that kind of thing. Right. You know, and that weighed on Obi-Wan as well. Agreed. Um, what would you rate this book out of five?
1: I will give this book about i uh, I'll give this book about a four. Okay. Four out of five. We'll give it a we'll give it a four, uh we'll give it a four Luke Skywalkers.
0: <laughs> four Luke Skywalker. Out of five,
1: yes. Um I I the, the, the artwork I would say was definitely a solid four, four and a half. The writing was a solid four. I tend to be a little bit more conservative in my rankings. I save the fives for something very special. But yeah, yeah I'd give it about a four, maybe a four point two right. out of five. You?
0: I'm gonna say story wise, probably a four. I, I think you can glean a lot mm-hmm. of information from it with it only being one book. Right. It's kind of hard. I'm, you know, I was gonna go a little lower, but then I'm also like, it's just one book. It's so. just one book. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it it was good. It was the artwork. I would great. probably give
0: it a four and a half. Yeah. I really like the style and the colors and yeah. everything like that. Um,
1: it's very good and it, and it holds up over time. It does. So it's uh, it's 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 very it, it, it's very good. It's a very good read. I, I really enjoy. I it. would
0: love for somebody to go back and create like a prequel series so we can learn more about Qui-Gon unless there's a bu- unless I'm missing something I'm sure somebody could tell us
1: yes I'm sure there's. I'm the Qui-Gon sure Qui-Gon maybe there's a there. book
0: or something that I don't know about yeah. I haven't read all the books but I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what's out there but maybe I'm missing something but there's not as far as I know there's not a whole lot about Qui-Gon
1: not really Uh, And he's he's a character that um, not a whole lot is 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 out there on him. Yeah. But there is enough to, you know, get to get to know the character. Yeah.
0: I love reading the books and the comic books and how they kind of enhance the, you know, the movies and Mm -hmm. the shows. And it makes the story feel more complete. But the story is still like ongoing. There's so much stuff that can be added. Agreed. (laughs) So, okay. All right. That's our first episode. We're going to do this weekly.
1: Try to, yes. Yeah. Weekly. Every, we're going to try to do it, uh, record it on every every Tuesday yeah. that we can, um, unless you get called in for overtime at work. Um, but generally speaking, that's, that should be able to do it every Monday or Tuesday of every week, and we'll probably be put, putting them out every... Uh,
0: probably like Saturday or... Friday. Friday, Friday? Saturday, yeah, okay. I would think. Well, we'll get on a routine, but... We will. I'm hoping this will... Keep going. We have so many books to read, yes, we so do. we have lots of content. Yes, we do. So our next episode, we will be reading the Darth Maul mini series from 2017. There's five. There's five books, and we're gonna review all of those books. So that whole story. The whole story. Arc. Yeah. Okay, and then um, going going forward, when we have series that are like 12 books or something like that, right. we're gonna split them up into like probably. Three episodes of four books a piece, or yeah,
1: something. yeah. I mean, I mean, and there there's some episodes that have been started rebooted, like the, you know, have the Charles Soul uh Star Wars comics for starting like 2016 those have started a couple times different stories. Okay. Of course there is the Star Wars series going on right now. Um Doctor afro is a series going on yeah, right now. Yeah. When Darth we Vader. get later
0: on into the reading order there's some long I mean yeah, Darth there's, Vader there's is a, a long series. Yes, it is. We're going to have a lot of those. Um and maybe maybe we will review new shows that are released on Disney Plus. That's a big maybe. But sure. we've talked about that as well. Um, But this is definitely our ongoing series here on Pass the Blue Milk.
1: Yes, it is.
0: (laughs) All right. See you next time.
1: See you next time. Thank you very much for your listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.